Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Thanks for spending another evening with us here on 6.30 Chat Oilers Now. Brought to you, as always, by World of Spas. Aching after a long day, World of Spas offering tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, relax. You can do it all with Oilers Now on the radio when you get home from work. World of Spas brings it to you, Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. You think we're bringing the heat? We're bringing a little more. So, uh, time to get ready. It's Jay Woodcroft. It's Leon Dry. Coming at you in quick succession here as we continue the opening week of the 5-7 to seven time slot. Bob is in Grand Prairie. He's got a special event he's got to be present for up there. So you're chatting with me right now, but... Very shortly here, we're going to get into an exclusive one-on-one chat Bob did with Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft. We'll break for the 5.30 news, and after that, we'll bring aboard... Arguably the most electrifying player in the league, if not for number 97, Leon Dreisaitl, going to check in with us today. Or rather, he checked in with Bob a little earlier on. But again, you get that one-on-one conversation. Some news uh, yesterday regarding the Heritage Classic. A bit of the image coming together as to what we can expect this coming October. A fan festival on its way, a concert series as well. We'll find out who the musical headline is going to be who's your dream artist by the way for that one 780-496-0063 not who you think it might be because i think the short money is on brett kissel and nickelback those are the the layup ones right (laughs) we can all chuckle at that but who was your dream artist for that opener on october 29th 780-496-0063 is the ashley fine floors text line new floors you've always wanted are waiting for you at 143rd street 111th avenue or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more were you able to get any of the tickets that went on sale more of them one o'clock this afternoon a hot commodity so if you didn't i would suggest getting to a computer as quickly as you can ticketmaster.ca slash heritage classic is where you can learn more about how you get involved that weekend but lots going on in the city around that and we're going to learn more in the coming weeks as I mentioned okay you done waiting you want to hear from the head coach of the hockey team we can do that for you for sure the headliner today brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky it is the best you've ever tasted search for W-I-L-H-A-U-K today Bob Stoffer in conversation with well he's one of the top coaches in the league right now I think we know that Jay Woodcroft Jay, it's great to see you. Welcome to Oilers Now. Uh, I guess the opening question I have for you is, um, how was the summer besides being about four weeks uh, too long? Um, yeah, well, first of all, thanks for having me on in yeah. this new time slot, yeah. which uh, I'm excited for you, and I know you're going to kill it at this uh, time slot. So thanks for having me on here, Bob. Uh, my summer, I uh, got to spend a lot of family time. Um, had some time uh, to go visit a lot of our players. Uh, did a lot of work in terms of study. Um, I try and use uh, the summertime to try and renew and 
refresh and and part of that for me is to get out of the city that I work in and I go uh, with my family uh, back to our family cottage in Ontario and um, you know we came back about around the middle of August and uh, we're super excited uh, to get things going um, obviously this is right around the start of school yeah. um, but also uh, just uh, to see more and more of our players come back into our facility uh, it's an exciting time to be around the team. We're joined by Edmonton Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft, Bob Stauffer with you on Oilers Now. Um, I know how hard you grind, and the best people, regardless of what they do, they work at it. And I, I know you would take, we've talked about this once during the summer, does there come a point where you have to park last season's loss or and focus on the upcoming season, or are there learning lessons? Not, I mean, I'm sure... I know you'd evaluate every aspect of yeah. it. So, how does you know sort of how does that sort of take place from a coaching perspective? Yeah, um, I think what you do at the end of uh, a season is you want to make sure that um, you give yourself a little bit of time in order to process things on almost a subconscious level, and then uh, what you do is you get down to work and um, you go and evaluate um, every aspect of the team, the performance. Uh, the the regular season, the, the travel schedules, the playoff season, decisions uh, that you make, um, all that type of stuff. Uh, but you want to do it with a, a sober viewpoint, not a hyper-emotional right. um, viewpoint. So we spend a lot of time on doing that. We do a lot of projects. We want to look below the surface uh, and not just um, try and find the easy answer. We want to. We want to dig deeper. We want to truly study, and uh, that takes the form of looking at your own team. It takes the form of looking at other teams. Um, I think the big thing is uh, that can't be lost on on us as an organization or us as a city is that we have a, we have a really good team here. Um, you know, we've won a lot of games in the regular season here over the last two years. Uh, we've played deep. In the playoffs, we have three series wins in the last two years. We do uh, lots of uh, things correctly, uh, but we, as we head into this new season, we want to add layers to our game. We don't want to abandon the things that we do great in search of uh, some magical solution. We want to make sure that uh, we accentuate our strengths and work to improve some of the areas that we think we can improve in. And there was a lot of time in the summer spent uh, with that regard. We're joined by Edmonton Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft uh, since taking over Edmonton on February 10th of 2022. The Edmonton Oilers have the second best record in the National Hockey League in the regular season under Jay and the Oilers are tied for uh, uh, with uh, uh, multiple other teams but a few other teams with five playoff series play. That's the most in the NHL over the course of the last two years. Um, we're not in training camp, but the captain skates have started. What does it say about the engagement level of your top-end guys, the two of the best players in the world, are leading the charge and uh, and having a, a large swath of players out here to, to uh, start the captain skates? Yeah, I think it 
speaks directly to uh, bo- both of those leaders, and not just those two, but uh, some of our other leaders that are back early, and they're establishing a tone that, um, you know, it's important to be together at the beginning of September, and uh, the fellas are out there working at their game. They're serious about it, and what I like best about it is is that they're together, and I think the longer that a group is together, the more quickly it comes together, um, but that, that tone gets set by our best players and we're, we're lucky because not only are our best players um, great uh, in terms of their skills but uh, they're phenomenal leaders and they set the work ethic tone for the group Jay, uh, Ken Holland got some work done this summer and maybe one of the contracts took a little bit longer than people thought but Ryan McLeod and Evan Bouchard were 2018 drafts. Evan went 10th, and uh, McLeod went uh, 40th in that draft year, and they've become full-time Edmonton Oilers, and they've got two-year, they're probably what we would consider bridge deals, but they are bridge deals nonetheless. They've sort of become full-time Oilers, and we saw, you know, McLeod, had some pretty, in a tough series against Vegas, his line was pretty good. And uh, Bouchard led all defense in scoring. I mean, it really has been interesting to watch their evolution. And you had these guys in Bakersfield and transition them. There must be a degree of pride that takes place watching their growth. And you're probably not surprised that they're starting to get to the levels that they're at. Yeah, certainly a lot of pride. I think it's important for any um, top organization is is to make sure that you're developing the, your people. Uh, and so for that push to come from underneath, uh, to, to see those guys play prominent roles on good teams, I think, um, you know, I think that's a, a credit to our scouts for drafting them, our player development people for developing them, and obviously the player themselves because uh, that doesn't happen by accident. It happens uh, through the coordination of a lot of hard work and a lot of effort and a lot of uh, learning moments along the way. Um, you you know, uh, I think both of those young players um, are poised to have big years this year. We're going to need them. Um, but to see them step up the way they did in, frankly, the last two playoff runs uh, has been a, a real source of pride for our coaching staff. You talked about layering, and there's two more guys I want to talk about that Dylan Holloway and uh, Philip Roberg. And uh, I think it's important that we find out what they are. And so uh, there's there's obviously going to be opportunities for these guys this year, isn't there? Yeah, and you talk about um, two two players that have come through the system. I had the opportunity to coach both in Bakersfield as well. Um, our coaches have a strong belief in both players. I think um, there's opportunity here. Um, you know, I think it's going to be a competitive camp. But both those players see daylight in terms of their opportunity and uh, what they do with that now is up to them I think uh, both of them had really good summers I think they've been messaged the correct things and uh, we expect expect them to take a step here yeah uh, specific to Broberg on defense I mean you played a lot of 11 and 7 last year yeah um, he kind of played somewhere between you know nine to thirteen minutes a game, uh, probably averaged out about eleven and a half to twelve minutes a game. Uh, and I realize that ice time is your currency. Yeah, but would there be a push to maybe see what he could do with a little bit more? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And you know what? 
I think in the minors we played him about 25 minutes okay. a game. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? So he he has the talent. He has the ability. I think, um, you know, through his first 60 games or so in the NHL, what he's trying to do is he's trying to establish himself right. as an everyday player. And, you know, I think the, um, the newness of the league, the newness of the demands of being an NHL player are no longer there. And it's this, frankly the same for Holloway. They know what to expect now. They know um, how hard it is to compete night in, night out. They they both are at that level now that I think we can see uh, the beginning signs of what they will become. Um, I think if you're both of those players, they want to know that there's uh, opportunity here. There is. Uh, I think both of them have put in the work required in the summertime, but now we're about to head into training camp here in, in a little while. It's up. Uh, it's up to them now to show us uh, they're going to get every opportunity to do so. Have you thought ahead? I mean, I'm sure you have about potential line combinations and defense pairings. Like, do you sit there and like this is what like? And we're you know basically two and a half weeks away technically from training camp. You're going to go to Penticton for a day or two, I yep. think, into the uh, rookie tournament to to watch, uh, get a chance to see those kids as well. But you have on the board sort of mapped out maybe how you thought you'd deploy your personnel. Yeah. You know, we just came out of a week of uh, coaches' meetings, and we spent a lot of time discussing lineup. Um, in the end, it's going to come down to a starting point. You know how we operate. Yeah. If players are playing well, they move up. If uh, they need to be dialed back a little bit in terms of ice time, they get dialed back. But we'll start. We have an idea of a starting point. We want uh, specifically certain players to feel certain things when they see that opening uh, day's yeah. lineup. Um, I think... The one thing we've shown over the last year and a half or so is an ability to adjust and see who's going um, so that where you're at on day one doesn't mean that that's set in stone and that's how it'll be for the next 300 days. Uh, I think uh, you know any player wants is an opportunity and that's what we're here to do is to treat uh, treat everyone fairly, give them opportunities, and they'll show us where they're at with their game. At this time, uh, there's two players that are coming in on PTO. Yep. Uh, they're both right shot. They've both played center in their career. Those Sam Gagne's a bit like Darren Ryan, yep. where he's played mostly right wing. Brandon Sutter hasn't played the last couple of years. Uh, you've also got Lane Peterson, who did play in the NHL last year, as almost exclusively as a center who's a right shot. Is when you look at like I mean I look at Derek Ryan and Yanmark and I'm like well they're probably going to be on the team uh, you know you Holloway and uh, you know obviously McLeod and Fogel might you know those that might be five of the uh, so-called bottom six if we're keeping Connor Brown in the top six I, and I don't know exactly what your lines are but is that maybe the one spot up front where you think somebody might be able to carve out a niche for themselves and potentially uh, make an impactful spot on the team? Yes. Yeah, I do believe that. I think, um, you know, and I think the the three options that you mentioned are all intriguing for different reasons. Right. Uh, I coached against Lane um, Peterson in, in the minors. Um, you know, I know what he could do at that level. Um, uh, you know, he's someone that put up huge numbers last year in the American League. He's had a cup of coffee in a few different NHL organizations in terms of playing at the NHL level. Um, so 
Sutter is somebody who, you know, is hockey sense personified, uh, has had a, a great career, but is looking to reestablish himself after a couple of years off. And then Sam Gagne, uh, this is his third go round here with this organization. Right. So he's well known. I, I coached him for a little bit in, uh, in Bakersfield. Um, all three of them are quality humans. All three of them are coming to camp with the mindset to making the Edmonton Oilers. Um, you know, they're, they're poised uh, to have good camps, uh, but they're not the only ones. There's other players that we have uh, in the American League as well. Um, guys like James Hammond, Hamblin played, you know, 10 or so games last year for us. Brad Malone played for us last year. Raphael Lavoie's looking for that taste at the NHL level. Uh, I think it's uh, going to be an exciting camp to see how it plays out. So tell me this how much sharing takes place amongst coaches? I mean, I'd say the best people share, yep. but are all the Cadbury secrets there? When you're looking like you got a power play that's off the charts, and yep. there's an old story about uh, there used to be a, a pro game uh, with the with the the old NFL champion against the college players, and Vince Lombardi ended up getting screwed because he gave away some of the secrets to his offense at that time, the year that Green Bay wasn't the champion, and he ended up coaching the the, the pro team, and and I'm just wondering, you know, you've got this great power play, but you can learn from other and steal from other teams that have good penalty kills or maybe teams that do things a little bit different, five-on-five in terms of defensive zone. Is that all part of sort of you know, I mean, how much do you watch some of that with teams that are effective in that area? Is that is that something that happens more during the regular season, or is it some of it in the off season? No, I think that goes back to your initial question about the summertime. I think a lot of that work happens in the summertime. Um, in terms of giving away information, not a big fan of that. Right. Uh, in terms of uh, getting information, in terms of um, you know your study and your work and your um, your ability to pick things up uh, the way other teams do something successfully. I think that's important to do. That's a skill. Um, but yeah, you know, I think that all goes uh, part and parcel with the amount of work that you do in the summertime, which we do a lot of, and we spend a lot of time bandying it about and, and trying to apply what we feel is appropriate uh, for our team. Yeah, I always say that it's like a, a an onion. We have a theory. We call it the onion theory. When Dave and I first came up, we wanted to instill uh, a certain type of um, organization on the back check. And then it was, um, you know, last year I remember hearing our team was a, a peripheral only offensive team. Uh, now all of a sudden we spent a lot of time working at that. We led the league in goals last year. Um, we, uh, you know, uh, all of a sudden score goals off forecheck, off cycle, off grinding teams down. Um, you know, so we added a layer there. And now heading into this year, uh, we're looking to add some more pieces to our yeah. game while not abandoning those things that we hold dear or that we uh, very much um, feel are part of our organizational DNA. Ninth in the league, by the way, after the acquisition yeah. of Matias Ekholm and goals again. So yeah. top 10 in the league of that. Final one for you. Uh, there were some, even though it's the same, you know, year here's uh, the head coach and Glenn Gulson is back and he's had a large input on the power play and Dave Manson's back coaching the defense and working on the PK. Mark Stewart returns, but there are changes to your staff, aren't there? Yeah, there is. You know what? We lost um, Jeremy Kupal, who's been a long serving Oiler. 
uh, I think he was eight or nine years here uh, with our organization. He decided uh, to go back home and spend more time uh, in his home province of British Columbia. With he has a young son and, and a wife there, and uh, that opened up an opportunity to change the complexion of our staff. So um, Noah Siegel, who was with us down in Bakersfield and spent last year apprenticing under Jeremy, has moved up to the the big chair and is our team video coach. But it also presented an opportunity to bring someone new in and, and we hired a, uh, someone that I've known for four years or so, someone who worked uh, in the um, analytics department in Tampa Bay with the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, and then moved on to work on his own coaching career in the USHL and uh, his name's Mike Finelli and is someone that I uh, spent a lot of time talking to over the years and we're happy that he's part of our organization. Well Jay, uh, I think we're all looking forward to it. Uh, thank you for taking time to join us in our launch week on 630 Chad with Oilers now. And I'll, I'll probably only be bugging you about 117 times the rest of the way because that's so many games it might take uh, to end up winning the Stanley Cup. And I think you'd be totally cool if that occurred. So that, w- that would be good with me. And thanks for having me on. And I wish you great luck at this new time slot. There's Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft booming across Alberta here on the 630 Chad Airwaves. We will take a pause for the 530 news. You thought we were done there? You're wrong. We'll bring you Leon Dreisaitl on the other side.